With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. And during the few moments that we have left, we want to talk right down to earth in a language that everybody here can easily understand. Quiet, numbskulls. I'm broadcasting. right time for another episode of Radio J-Dub. Radio J-Dub, as always, the audio incarnation of the most interesting independent sports blog on the web. You can find us, dubsism.wordpress.com. That's the blog. Email us at dubsism at yahoo.com, at dubsism on Twitter. We're on Instagram, Pinterest, Tumblr. We're everywhere. D-U-B-S-I-S-M, first page, search result on Google. Standard plugs, we got a great cast of characters. They're the reason why Dubsism is all about smart and engaging talk. Go check out our partners, Chris Humphreys at sportschump.net. Got an interesting piece up this week about a pain-in-the-ass little hockey player that uh, his hometown team is trying to trade. Uh, Sports Chump has made strides over at his blog. It's smart talk, and it just got a lot smarter because he actually has somebody now that can talk about hockey in ways that he can't because, well, he's a Floridian. Bruce Burns. Bruce Burns has two blogs that you should check out. One is called Sports Attitudes. Pretty obvious what it's about. Bruce is a Philadelphia area guy, so Sports Attitudes is very Philly-centric, if you will. It's smart stuff. Check it out. He's already starting to talk about baseball. If you're a baseball fan, he's uh, already starting some season previews. You're going to want to take a look at that. He's got another blog called Life Attitudes. This is if you're not about uh, not about sports. He's got a blog over there. It's up right now about this stuff that's going on with the um, supposed boycott of the Academy Awards by some pain in the ass people who really don't matter. I'm going to talk about that in the last segment of this podcast. It may generate me some hate mail. I don't care. I'm really, really done with the politically correct crowd in this country. They've done nothing but fuck things up for 25 years, and it's basically time to start calling them on their bullshit. And that's what the last segment of this podcast is going to be about. Got a couple different segments today. Going to talk about a couple of different things. We'll get back to that as soon as uh, I get done with my standard plugs here don't want to forget about uh, ryan meehan usual partner over at uh, first order historians again caretaker of the j-dub gambling challenge also he's the author of our seven questions series he's doing some very interesting things with that normally seven questions was about 
taking trips into the world of stand-up comedy. Now he's branching out. He's starting to get into some TV people. There's some interesting things happen over there. He's also talking to magicians and, and finding out interesting things that they're doing. It's all smart stuff worth a listen. Last but not least, there's our own JFI here at Dubsism. JFI, uh, on special assignment, working on some things that you're going to see in the near future. Stay tuned for that. You're going to want to see what uh, what he's up to. And with that, we'll get back to what I was talking about segments in this podcast. First segment, another rant about PC people uh, that's born of something I made reference to in one of the NFL preview pieces that uh, JFI and I do with Meehan over on uh, First Order Historians. Going to talk about how a supermarket made me a degenerate gambler. Last segment, you're going to hear my commentary on what Bruce Burns wrote about the Academy Award boycott and how I am officially done with the PC crowd in this country. So, now that you know what's coming, consider yourself warned. Time to tell some stories. And now, despite numerous requests, here's Johnny! Okay, so, you heard my rant about PC stuff and how I'm done with it. While back, wrote a piece with Ryan Meehan previewing all the teams that had made the NFL playoffs to that time. And in a section about the Arizona Cardinals, I made reference to the Challenger incident. Oddly enough, Challenger, that's that's 30 years ago this week. If, if, you, if you weren't alive at that time, one of the space shuttles launched, blew up right after they launched it. It was a big national incident. One of the things that made it so big is that it had what was supposed to be the first teacher in space on it, and NASA had been marketing that, you know, basically trying to make you think that space travel was now no more of a deal than hopping in your car and driving down to the supermarket for a gallon of milk. And, well, for a host of reasons, that turned out not to be the case. Now, having said that, the reference that I made, and I won't even call it a joke, because it wasn't really a joke, but what I said is that, when the Cardinals lose Carson Palmer, their starting quarterback, they tend to go into a tailspin. And I said that if that happens again this year in the playoffs, it's not going to be a tailspin. It's going to be a full-on challenger, meaning complete and utter disaster. Now, having said that, this is being recorded before the uh, conference championship games are going to get played on Sunday. This podcast is probably not going to get dropped until after those games. So that commentary had nothing to do with what does or does not happen tonight, uh, Cardinals-Panthers game. Nothing to do with it. I made that reference, and I don't know how this person that sent me this bit of, of hate mail even got to my blog, because I can tell by reading this that it's a woman, and I'm not saying that women aren't sports fans, But the kind of woman that this is, 
is not a sports fan. I read this email, and I can tell you right now, this woman drives a Volvo with two car seats in it, and, you know, basically lives in the suburbs, has a husband who uh, is the family breadwinner. This woman is the modern American liberal, politically correct version of June Cleaver. She doesn't get out of the house. She doesn't have a job. She's a stay-at-home mom. And before any of you people try to say, well, you're making those sound like bad things, they're not bad things. Those are good things. More people in this country should pay attention to the raising of their children. Now, having said that, more people in this country should pay attention to the raising of their own children. Okay? Don't start sending me letters telling me, because here's where I know what she is. There's a line in this, and I'm not even going to read who she is, because she put her name to it, and I'm not even going to read her goddamn letter, because I don't want to give her any credence, but I'm going to call her out for something. When you make light of national tragedies, you are sending a bad message to all of our children. Okay. I don't even know where to start with that, but I'm just going to pick a spot. The our children part. Like, okay, here's somebody that went out and read that crap Hillary Clinton book of years gone by. It takes a village to raise a child. Oh, such utter, thick-ankled, liberal nonsense, you know. Basically, it was, you know, the call for the American soccer mom to become a collectivist and socialist idiot like Hillary Clinton is. Problem. When you start talking about the message this sends to our children, I'll tell you the message I want to send to your children. One, free speech exists in this country, okay? I got the right to say shit you don't like, okay? The First Amendment exists to protect things that people don't like. You don't need the First Amendment to protect, gee, what lovely weather we're having. You need the First Amendment to protect, space shuttle blew up and there was something funny in that. Let that sink in for a minute. When you talk about remarks and comments and jokes, you don't have a right to not be offended. The First Amendment is not about your not being offended. If you don't like something I say or you don't like something I write, stop following my blog. I'm not coming to your house holding a gun to your head and making you read what I write. I'm not forcing this podcast down your throat. You don't like it? Don't listen to it. If enough people don't listen to it, it won't exist. But you know what? It exists because there are enough people who do listen to it. So if you don't like it, fuck you don't need you. All right? Don't send me letters about what I'm doing hurts your children. If your children can't handle a couple of words, then you've raised a couple of pussies, and that's nobody's fault but yours. So don't get all pretentious with me about, well, you know, people died, and and it was terrible, and, and oh my God, and you can't make fun of that. Not making fun of it. But if you can't see humor in things, you got a fucking problem, lady. Understand a basic tenet of humor, all right? Humor is a universal solvent. There comes a time and place where almost everything under the sun has a humorous component to it. And if you don't have the balls, or you don't have the guts, or you don't have the smarts to go out and extract that humor and bring a smile out of something that was terrible then a world run by people like you is going to be a very sad and depressing place. And if it ever happens, I hope you die first.
Now, why such venom about that? Because if you can't make jokes about things, then what's the purpose of free speech? You can't find the humor in something. What's the point of protecting boring talk? Who cares? Now, an important part of free speech is when you say something, you gotta, you gotta take the repercussions of what you said. That's why there's a fine line between jokes and things that just shouldn't be said. It's one thing when you, you think you're making a joke and the joke bombs. But there's a time and a place for jokes, and there are certain subjects that will never, ever, ever be funny. Okay? For example, nobody tells war jokes. Right? There's no Pearl Harbor jokes. You know, there's there's no 9-11 jokes. Very, very few. Why? Because those were acts of war. Those were people deliberately killing other people. Very hard to find humor in that. You can find humor around it, but not really in it. And that's why this challenger thing Okay, Challenger, if you want to call it a national tragedy, sure, I'll buy that. But it wasn't like Pearl Harbor, and it wasn't like 9-11. Okay? Challenger happened. If you remember the story, Challenger is a complete result of mind-numbing negligence and complete disregard for, for you know, other people. What do I mean by that? The guy who made the decision to launch Challenger that day, if you don't remember the story, the story was the space shuttle was based in Florida. They had unusually cold weather on a day in January, and there was an engineer from the manufacturer of the shuttle who said, hey, you can't launch this thing in temperatures under, and I forget what it was, under like 38 degrees. Uh, I forget the number. It doesn't matter. He kept telling them, you can't do this. The rings that seal the segments of the rocket engines will not work. They will let flame out of the side of the thing, and it will essentially explode the main fuel tank, and you'll kill everybody on that machine. Well, the people that were making the political decisions at the time, I mean, we were doing this whole teacher in space thing, they making a news story out of it for weeks. They'd already delayed that flight once. They didn't want to do it again. Guys warning them the morning of the launch, hey, we're below safe temperatures here, you can't launch this thing, can't launch this thing. And they went, yeah, why don't you let us worry about that, and, you know, thanks, thanks for your input, now run along. Guy goes home to his family, turns on the TV, and says, you don't want to turn on TV, thing's going to blow up. And they're like, what? He's like, yeah, thing's going to blow up. They're going to launch that thing, and they're going to blow those people right out of the fucking sky, you watch. Sure as shit, what happens? That was why I made that a reference to a football team, because what can happen with the Cardinals, but I'm making reference to what happens at a football team, when you lose a key component, ignore a key component, just don't play along by uh, the way things ought to work, and then a complete disaster happens. That was the comment. Now, lady who wrote me the hate mail, if you read the article and then can't make the distinction between what's really a tragedy and what's really something caused by stupidity. If you can't make that distinction, then I tell you what, stop reading my blog because it's too smart for you. 
Go back and worry about the kind of damage you've done to your fucking children that you're so concerned about because you've imported this kind of stupidity to them, both through genetics and through environment. Why do I have the feeling that your kids are a couple of nose-picking little morons? Don't shield your kids from everything. Teach your kids to learn how to make value judgments about what's right and wrong and what's good and what's bad. Can't protect them all the time. And if big bad dubsism is such a big threat to you, you're a fucking loser. America just really doesn't need you. So, now that I've pissed off every soccer mom in America, let's take a little break and let's talk about how my childhood, how a supermarket turned me into a degenerate gambler. You're going to love this story. Back in a bit. said in the last segment that I am recording this before today's conference championship games. I don't know what happened. By the time you listen to this podcast, those games will happen. If for some reason the Arizona Cardinals won, then I'm out uh, 200 bucks uh, from the J-Dub Gambling Challenge hosted uh, by Ryan Meehan over at First Order Historians. So if that happened, like I said, I'm out 200 bucks. I'm a degenerate gambler, have been for a long time. That started back in my childhood. What what brought this memory back to me was the news of the Los Angeles Rams moving back to Los Angeles because as a kid growing up in California, uh, Hollywood Park, where the new Rams stadium is going to be, Hollywood Park was an old racetrack, and there was a supermarket in California called Smith's Food King. Smith's Food King used to do this funky little thing where they would give out these little tickets that look kind of like today's Powerball tickets. It was a it was a, a thing you got with your receipt whenever you'd buy something at a Smith's Food King, and it would have a series of numbers at the bottom. And those numbers were representative of horses in horse races at Hollywood Park. And every night at 6.30 there would be a recap show of all the daily races at Hollywood Park and you would watch this show with your ticket from Smith's Food King and if in slot number one the horse wearing number seven won and you had number seven in that spot you won and every time you won you got something this meant 
you know, if you if you won, if you matched one number again, it was like Powerball. If you matched one number, you got one small prize. If you matched two numbers, the prizes got a little better. If you hit all six, you won like ten thousand dollars, which you you know is still a fair amount of money. But you got to remember, when I'm a kid in the early 1970s, ten grand was a lot of dough. I mean, you could buy a brand new car for two thousand. So, I mean, <laughs> this is this is real, real money at the time. So, what's that mean? Well, okay. I love free stuff. I'm a cheapskate even as a kid, but I like the thrill of this. Hey, wait a minute. If, if I hit this, I get free stuff. I'm enamored with the $10,000, and that's really why I'm doing this, because at first, oh, I got one number. I got uh, 50 cents off a gallon of milk. You know, big deal, or... As I got older and kept doing this, what would happen is I got hooked. I got hooked on the gambling. I got hooked on the thrill of watching this and winning stuff. And, you know, at the time, I don't understand what it's costing me because, like I said, you got these with your receipt when you bought stuff. So, like, I get a quarter in my pocket. I run down to Smith's Food King and I buy a candy bar so I can get a receipt. I used to go around and tell my neighbors that I had a school project I was working on, and if they shopped at Smith Food King and they didn't want those little horse racing tickets to give them to me because we were treating them, you know, like we treat pop tabs or whatever shit we got school kids collecting these days. It was a blatant lie, but nobody ever bothered to do the legwork and say, hey, wait a minute, why would this kid need stuff that's obviously promoting gambling? Uh, Anyway, you know, they're just sitting here with my receipt, I don't care, you know. I'll give them to the kid, he mows my lawn, what the fuck ever. So I would get hundreds of these things, and I would spread them out on the floor in front of the TV at 6.30, and I had a pattern for them. It was like, okay, over here in this section, I got ones that are likely winners. And then after the first race, it's like, okay, I know these tickets can't win the big six anymore, so they go over here. And then, you know, I would just keep moving them around in a pattern. It was, it was like the precursor to Excel. And it's kind of why I'm, you know, ended up being a number guy and an Excel geek and a manager in, in, in my grown-up adult business life. But uh, and my dad would watch me do this. He's like, "What the fuck are you doing?" You know. And I said, "Hey, wait a minute. You know, look, there's there's a skill to this. There's uh, there's ways that you can make this work for you. Oh, and by the way, here's what I got. See this stack here? These are all coupons that will save money at the grocery store." These here, these are all actual money winners. I mean, there's about 40 bucks worth of stuff in here. All these over here are coupons for shit you're going to use all the time. Need your shirts for work dry cleaned? Yeah, here's a buck off dry cleaning. And, you know, you want to send out for pizza? Here's a buck off pizza. You, you want to do this? Blah, blah, blah. Here's a free oil change. Ju, 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 ju. He's like, man, you, you got this figured out. You can add this shit up. Yeah, I could. The thing I never added up is what I was spending at Smith's Food King to get all those receipts. So, why am I a degenerate gambler? Because Smith's Food King made a way to teach a kid like me to gamble on horses and not realizing how much money he was dropping doing it. Pretty slick, huh? You know what the sad part is? I probably should have looked this up before I did this podcast, but I'm not even sure Smith's Food King still exists. Hey, if it does, drop me a line. Let me know how the old people at Smith's are doing. I'm pretty sure they're not still doing the horse racing thing. I'm sure some politically correct pain in the ass fucked that up for them years ago. But 
If you remember the old Hollywood Park, if you remember the old horse racing recap show, if you remember Smith Suit King, drop us a line and let us know how those things are going. How you remember those things. What they mean to you. Basically, I'm just pimping for somebody to drop us a line at Dubsism. We like to talk to people, like to engage people, even the uh, pain-in-the-ass people that uh, like to cry about Challenger and all that other sort of stuff. Here's the thing. And I'll go back to that lady, you know, talking about, talking about this, because God forbid she listens to this podcast and she's going to send me another one, like, I can't believe that you made a comment promoting gambling. Like, okay, promoting gambling. But you know what else I learned? I became a coupon shopper. I learned how to save money. I'm one of those guys, and I'm a guy, and I do this, and I know that probably costs me man card points, but I'm that guy that clips coupons. I'm that guy that makes shopping lists for a certain amount of stores because I buy shit when it's on sale. I'm cheap. But you know what else I am? I'm not a guy bleeding out his money because I buy things on impulse. Smith's Food King and their uh, getting me addicted to gambling also made me a smart shopper. The irony and all that. The money I save from shopping, I fucking gamble with. Let that sink in. Gonna come back, talk about what Bruce Burns wrote about the Academy Awards, and I'm gonna talk about people who don't fucking matter crying about the Academy Awards. Back, uno momento. segment that you may or may not have been waiting for. Bruce Burns is a really smart guy, and that's why I really like working with him, and I really enjoy reading his blogs. In the open, I billboarded them. There's sports attitudes, and there's life attitudes. You need to follow them both. This conversation is going to be about life attitudes, but I am going to talk about what he's talking about as it relates to the world of sports, because that's what I talk about. On his blog, Life Attitudes, Bruce Burns wrote an article about this Academy Award boycott that's going on. And his point about it, he doesn't even get into the dynamics of what the boycott's about. He basically says, what's the big deal? Awards are subjective. I don't really care about them. I don't really care about this boycott. Who cares? This is a lot of... This is much ado about nothing, is essentially what he's saying. Or at least that's how I took it, okay? Go read it and formulate your own opinion. But once you do read it, that's when you want to listen to what I'm going to say about it in whatever perspective you choose to see it. The first thing that I noticed about this, when we talk about people who want to boycott the Academy Awards because there is a quote-unquote lack of diversity in the people who are nominated. Basically what this is, and I'm just going to come out and say it, you can write me all the hate mail you want. Like I said, I'm done with the PC crowd. You want to call me names, go ahead, fuck you. 
the bullshit that the PC crowd is getting away with now, your names and your labels, they're now a badge of honor to me. If you label me as with one of your discrediting little bullshit labels, if I'm pissing you off, then I'm doing something right, because you people are all fucking morons, and you're the ones who are fucking this country up, and what I'm going to talk about exemplifies why. Lack of diversity in Hollywood. Okay. You can't find a more left-leaning culture in this country than you can in Hollywood. Okay? This is a group of people that jumped on the Black Lives Matter nonsense, and they're glamorizing gold medal winners turned drag queens who don't have the nads to cut their dicks off yet, and they're making that guy woman of the year. We're shouting Black Lives Matter from the mountaintops. We boo people who try to change that to All Lives Matter, which is the dead giveaway that Black Lives Matter is really uh, a political movement that has nothing to do with race. It has to do with people wanting shit that they aren't entitled to and don't deserve. That's another story. But the lack of diversity in Hollywood, that's laughable. You can't find a crowd of people more willing to beat that dead horse. It's funny when liberals attack each other because, you know, now you have what's obviously a racist campaign that's trying to get black people things they don't earn or deserve. Awards are about merit, people. And if the people who make the decisions as to what's meritorious and what isn't don't like or aren't interested in what you're doing, well, then maybe you ought to take a look at what you're doing. Okay, we'll come back to that. I'll expand on that for you in a little bit. Sharpen up your crayon so you can call me a racist for what I just said. Like I said, I don't care. I'm done listening to your horse shit. And guess what? A lot of America is done listening to your horse shit. You'll figure that out. Um, another really fun thing about this, uh, <laughs> this so-called Academy Award boycott, did you notice that the two people that are really leading this thing don't matter? I mean, seriously. Okay, Spike Lee is one of these people. Now, who's surprised, raise your hand, who's surprised that Spike Lee is finding yet another way to bang the hate whitey drum yet again? what he does you know here's the thing white people stopped caring about spike lee a long time ago here's why spike lee movies with with very 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 few exceptions spike lee movies are all about hate white okay and when he started doing things like you know do the right thing back in the 80s it was fun you'd go into a movie theater and all the white people would come out of that do the right thing movie and go oh my God, I don't want to be the Danny Aiello character, please. I, oh, racism's terrible. Oh, I can't, you know. And so they bent over backwards to not be racists. And, and then O.J. Simpson comes along and proves that the worst thing you can do to a white person in this country is call him a racist. And if you do it right, you can fucking literally get away with murder. So what happens? We just start finding racists under every rock. Everything in America is racist, racist, racist. We don't like something racist, racist, racist. It's like an old episode of The Simpsons where Homer finds out about dueling and he gets a dueling glove and he realizes that if you slap people with a dueling glove and challenge them, 
that they back off. And so he does this for everything. I mean, literally, he's he's cutting in on the checkout line at the Quickie Mart, just walking along, slapping people with the dueling glove, insulted my honor, demand satisfaction, slap. Insulted my honor, demand satisfaction, slap. And he does this and does this and does this until he bumps into a guy who's also into dueling and accepts his challenge. And then all Homer does the rest of the episode is try to run away or find ways to get out of fighting the duel that he started. That's what these people crying racism in this country now are doing. Okay? The Black Lives Matter people? Martin Luther King Jr. Yeah, okay, Martin Luther King Jr. a day, a week or so ago. Martin Luther King Jr. rolling in his fucking grave at what you people are doing. I mean, he's gotta be, he's gotta be wherever he is going, you guys are getting this all wrong. You're running around on college campuses that we got you into in the first place, and you're crying you need African-American-only safe spaces. What? I spent 30 years getting rid of racial segregation in this country, and you stupid little motherfuckers are going right back to it. So, when you want to call me a racist, and you want to get behind a guy like Spike Lee, go right ahead. You're showing the world exactly who and what you are. Now, why did Spike Lee fall out of favor with white people? Okay, let's talk numbers. Keep these numbers in mind as we go through this argument, too. Mainstream America is who goes to movies. And if you have a movie that makes a lot of money, it's because it's appealed to mainstream America. Mainstream America is 65 to 70% white. And a lot of those white people have done nothing for the last 40 years but try not to be the Danny Aiello character and do the right thing. They don't want to be racist. They know that getting called a racist means bad things happen to you. Well, guess what, Spike? Those people quit going to your movies because they got tired of getting in the car and driving down to the local Cineplex and getting skinned $10 a head to get called a racist. White people are done getting called racist. They're tired of it. Especially when they don't do anything to deserve it. Okay? You burn a cross in your front yard wearing a Klan robe, yeah, you're, you're a racist. Okay? You don't go to a movie made by a black guy, that's not racism. Sorry, Spike. Nobody cares about you anymore. Come to terms with it. And then, speaking of movies that nobody went to go see, Jada Pinkett Smith, she's the other one behind this this boycott. And you can tell right away, you just listen to her talk, her whole issue ain't about black. Her whole issue is about butt hurt. Okay? If you don't know who Jada Pinkett Smith is, eh, there's a reason for that. She had a short-lived career, and then she got smart enough to marry Will Smith, who's made oodles of money in Hollywood. Even though Hollywood's apparently now run by the Klan. Um... If you recall, Will Smith just did a movie called Concussion. And in this movie, he plays a real-life character who is a doctor from, I forget where, in sub-Saharan Africa. Uh, but he comes to this country, and he is basically the guy who we're crediting for discovering the fact that football players end up with scrambled brains. I'm interested in this movie. Why? Because I've got concussion issues myself. And don't be that guy that's, yeah, we knew you had concussion issues because of the stupid shit you say on your podcast. Well, <laughs> who's stupider, the guy saying stupid shit or the guy who listens to it and writes comments about it? 
Fuck you, buddy. Say something clever. Anyway, I digress. Movie concussion. First of all, nobody goes to see this movie. Nobody. Go go to boxofficemojo.com and look up what movies made money in 2015 and what movies didn't. Uh, I think concussion, when I looked at that list, was... It was down in the 70s. I think it only grossed like $30 million. It was, you know, probably about what it cost to make it. So, nobody sees this movie. Nobody. I go see it. I really want my 10 bucks back. I'm never going to see it. But there's two major problems with this movie. And Jada, this is why it didn't get nominated, nor did your husband. First of all, the movie sucks. Okay. It's plotting. It's predictable. You walk into that movie and you're going, wow, show me something I didn't know. Oh, Roger Goodell's a douchebag. Knew that. Oh, football's dangerous. Yeah, knew that. Even if I hadn't played football, I'm watching 300-pound guys run into each other full speed. Yeah, bad things are going to come from that. Yeah, in other news, the sun rose in the east this morning. Thanks a lot. But here's the big problem, Jada. Your husband spends this movie trying to pull off an African accent, and he does it in such a clownishly bad way that I'm sitting there and I'm watching his character, who is supposedly a doctor trying to save lives of people, and all I hear is 80s wrestler Kamala the Ugandan Giant. He sounds so much like a wrestler working the mic with mean Gene Okerlund, that I'm waiting for him to paint stars on his nipples and rip the head off a chicken. Hello, everyone. This is Bill Apter for Wrestle Reunion, January 28th, 29th, and 30th. Tampa, Florida at the Doubletree Hotel near the airport. Contracts have been drawn up between Kamala, the Ugandan giant. Sir, you can... You can sir, Kamala, you can come in here now. And we're waiting. we're awaiting the signature of America's hero, Hacksaw Jim... Duggan, as you know, Mr. Duggan and Kamala, for 20 years they have feuded. Mr. Duggan is about to sign the contract, but Kamala, if, if you wrestle Hacksaw Jim Duggan, will you beat him? No, no, I, he has not signed yet. He, it could, you, could have, you could have another opponent possible. Thank, thank you, sir. Wrestle reunion January 28th, 29th, and 30th. Be there at the Doubletree Hotel, Tampa, Florida, by the airport. I'll be there. Thank you, sir. Thank you. Thank you. When that's in my head, I'm not thinking Academy Award. Or should we give Academy Awards to wrestlers? They're actors, too. Stupidest shit ever. I understand that that movie was made, released, and marketed strictly to get Will Smith an Academy Award nomination. You could tell just by the commercials when they were running, how often they were running, what they said about them. This was supposed to get Will Smith an Academy Award. It's not gonna. Why? Because it sucks, and his character and his performance in that movie are not award-worthy. Period. End of sentence. It don't matter that he's black. That ain't why it ain't happening. It ain't happening because the movie sucks and his performance was terrible. Terrible. Deal with it.
Now, dear Jada, dear Spike Lee, if you think that there's a problem in Hollywood about roles or diversity or nominations, fix it. You got the connections. Spike Lee, you're even a movie maker. Hey, why don't you make a movie that doesn't suck and people will go see? Guess what happens if you do that? You might get nominated for something. Jada, get in Spike's movie and put together a performance that doesn't suck. You know what happens if you do that? You might get nominated. So step off me with this horseshit about diversity in Hollywood. Gotta be the most laughable fucking thing I've ever seen. Here's the real problem. If you think for a moment that you're going to get anybody who matters to boycott this, you're crazy. Tell you what, if you get three people nominated in a major category, I'm talking best actor, best actress, best director, something that's at the end of the show, if you get three people who have a chance of winning one of those big awards to not show up, then your boycott's legit. Until then, fucking shut up. What do you got? So far you got a director nobody cares about, an actress that hasn't mattered in 15 years except for the fact that she married somebody with talent. What else are you going to get? The guy who might win an award for best costume? Fuck him. Nobody cares about him. You know, what are you going to get? The guys the guys who win the awards in the show that they don't even put on television, it's on like Saturday afternoon for all the, you know, best set building, best this, best editing in a documentary, crap like that. You going to get those people to boycott it? Nobody cares. Get all the people who are nominated for Best Actor to not show up. That'll that'll get noticed. You know what? It also ain't going to happen. Why? Because this is the Super Bowl for those people. Once you win an Academy Award, you're set for life as an actor. Oh, wait a minute. Is that what this is really all about? Oh, could it be that, hmm, gee, we wanted to make sure that Will Smith gets an Academy Award nomination so that he gets $30 million a picture from now on? If that's what this is about, then say it. Say, my husband got robbed out of this. I thought the movie Concussion was great, and I thought he deserved an Academy Award nomination. My husband's a major star in Hollywood, and he should be paid like he is one. Guess what, Jada? If you say that, I'm with you. I agree with you. Well, except for Concussion. I, that movie was terrible. You're What? You know? He did a great job in Ali. He's done a great job in a lot of things. I'm not a big men in black guy. Uh, I think Independence Day is one of the worst movies ever made. But there's no denying that Will Smith is a major Hollywood star. The vehicle for him to get that Academy Award is coming. It just ain't coming this year. And just because it didn't come this year, and because you were hoping and praying for it, and because you spent money to make sure that it happened, and it didn't, again, that ain't about race. That's about you. And it's about what you did and what you didn't do. And what you didn't do was make a movie worthy of being nominated. Case closed. With that, I'm going to wrap up this uh, episode of Radio J-Dub. going to go watch the uh, conference championship games as we're dropping this podcast. If you've looked at the J-Dub Gambling Challenge, you know that uh, I've got uh, money on the Panthers. And despite what the people in greater New England might want to say, I got Denver in the points gotta take the points i am not a big fan of road favorites people who have known me for a long time as a gambler know that i have a rule about road favorites you're leaving now it's in your eyes there's no disguising it it really comes as no surprise
On Radio J Dub, feel free to contact our complaint department at one eight hundred suck a dick. You do that, Mel. Good night, good night, until we meet again. You talking to me? You talking to me? Then Judy discovered chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh baby, Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to chumbacasino.com and play over a hundred casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. Eighteen plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.